welcome to another edition of the mental health podcast i have uh, akanksha here with me um and uh, i can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say so hey akanksha how are things with you hi sanjay uh, i'm doing great how are you um i'm doing well um it's yeah it's just been a lot uh, in terms of like having a lot of these conversations but uh, it's been good to sort of build that kind of awareness as well so um that, yeah so that that being said you know the first thing that i ask people to do when they come on to the podcast is to give themselves an elevator pitch talk a little bit about themselves so here you go the floor is all yours thank you so much for inviting me here sanjay um i'm very excited to talk to you about mental health at work uh, before that a little bit about myself i am a product manager at microsoft mm-hmm. uh, i am based out of the san francisco bay area mm-hmm. and i have a background of software engineering uh, before mm-hmm. i was a product manager i was a software engineer at microsoft mm-hmm. um, i am an immigrant uh, i was born and raised in india mm-hmm. i am the only child of my parents and mm-hmm. I as a kid I was always always interested in technology always tinkering with the desktop playing some new game uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's that interest in technology has carried me so far uh mm-hmm. to get a job in Microsoft and apart from work I am a trained uh Kathak dancer which is a uh Indian folk dance mm-hmm. and I generally like to uh like paint and dance in my free time okay um thank you for that uh, introduction and uh, i know uh, you know uh, apart from work uh, who you are sort of defines a lot of how you uh, perceive yourself and how you sort of work even in your work life as well so uh, thank you for adding that uh, context as well so um you know i i don't like to make assumptions so you know i'm asking everybody who comes in what does mental health mean to you so here Absolutely. you go <laughs> yeah that's a very important question sanjay and very very profound um but i think um mental health for me means that everyone uh like when they are thinking about uh kind of their own wellness mm-hmm. when when a person is sort of uh in their own space they should feel good about being just themselves mm-hmm. um it's very important uh that a person's well-being mm-hmm. is not just a function of not just not just a causation of like like a person well-being is obviously uh like kind of affected by things around them but mm-hmm. like that that well-being is not just a causation of that person uh 
not not having that uh kind of awareness of their own uh like state so like that awareness of their state awareness of their being and uh getting all the positives from around the environment constitute a big part of like you know being healthy and like kind of having that mental health uh, uh like having that health uh, that aspect of health with them so i think the mental health is really like you know awareness mm-hmm. and how can you truly truly be in your own being okay um yeah thank you for uh you know uh, providing your definition of what it means um to negotiate with your own mental health mm-hmm. um you know uh, one thing that i sort of wanted to build on that right um in terms of like building a culture of mental health um for yourself so you know can you talk a little bit about like how do you how do you go about doing that um uh, in your own sort of life as well so yeah definitely i think i stand by uh, like building a culture of mental health first of all takes time and takes a lot of lot of uh, uh effort from a person mm-hmm. like from a from a individual perspective but mm-hmm. they can do like they can start with self care like what i do uh mm-hmm. like is, is is start with self care and self advocacy mm-hmm. if a person is not their own biggest supporter mm-hmm. and they're not taking care of their own kind of needs in in terms of like what their what their mind is saying right some people ignore those signs and just go about doing whatever they're doing in their life so like mm-hmm. let's say today morning if i woke up and i'm not feeling i'm 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 not feeling my 100% to go into work mm-hmm. uh some people ignore that and then still go into work and they not mm-hmm. 100% there mm-hmm. so that that might affect their mental health in like a more negative sense so i think mm-hmm. self care and self advocacy is the number one thing they can do to support a culture of mental health for mm-hmm. themselves Okay. And uh, like, like you can block some time between your work to kind of like do like engage in something that you know, truly enjoy. Like maybe mm-hmm. like reading some of a book, a few pages of a book, mm-hmm. or breathing exercise, or taking a walk. So mm-hmm. those things can really, really bring back uh, that that refreshness or that that sort of like uh, sort of. more more focus onto their like onto their thoughts and onto their mind like mm-hmm. for me i truly enjoy kind of uh like dancing mm-hmm. and i i sometimes take break from work to kind of dance and like re- rejuvenate so that sort of thing like really really build like you know culture of mental health mm-hmm. and get others to support you get get others to kind of cheerlead for you and tell them that you know i hey i need this break Mm-hmm. to kind of refresh and rejuvenate maybe you should try the same if you're if you're struggling with xyz so mm-hmm. really that'll help yeah um thank you um i think w- one thing that uh, sort of hit a chord with me was like uh, going back to your childhood and like understanding like you know what are some things that you liked or you enjoyed and um, uh you know going and sort of uh, doing those things um definitely uh, puts you back in that same 
I don't know, headspace where, you know, you were en- uh, enthusiastic and excited about all things that uh, uh, were going around um, you as well. So, um, you know, uh, when you mentioned self-care, like what does self-care mean to you? And like, wh- what do you do to sort of take care of yourself when, you know, you are uh, feeling uh, uh, overwhelmed or anxious right so can you just talk a little bit about that as well so yeah 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 absolutely i mean um we definitely have different like uh definitions of self care mm-hmm. for me uh self care means that i am listening to my mind mm-hmm. i am going through the things so basically i am i'm not overwhelming myself Mm-hmm. with anything that comes in my day and mm-hmm. i'm staying staying true to myself throughout mm-hmm. the day. so mm-hmm. i think that's that's extremely important because if i if i go through my day without that clarity and without that energy mm-hmm. i would not do a great job I've, I've been through i've been through days where i absolutely had to do something but uh my 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 uh by self my self levels my my sense of self was not mm-hmm. at 100 percent and mm-hmm. I think that's very important. And I was not feeling like myself doing that job mm-hmm. uh, or doing whatever tasks that I'm doing. So like mm-hmm. kind of running through my calendar, running through what what the things that I will do for a week, for the mm-hmm. day, and mm-hmm. sort of trying to trying to build that, you know, like clarity in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, like self-care can come in, like, in a lot of form. You can, like like I said before, you can take breaks between mm-hmm. your work you can mm-hmm. uh kind of have um have that that sort of like that have have that mindfulness come back to you mm-hmm. uh by by interactions with different people who are going through the same thing mm-hmm. by uh reading reading more like like reading when you are not sure mm-hmm. or or just by doing things that you enjoy like self-care self-care can come like you know like you can you can you can self care by simply like you know having your comfort food so that's mm-hmm. that's also something i i kind of go by like if if my day is a uh, total mess but mm-hmm. I, I do have to get it back like small wins in the mm-hmm. day will turn mm-hmm. it around for you so those mm-hmm. one of those small wins could be like comfort food what do you use what, what do you love as a person so mm-hmm. that, that's something i i kind of uh, do and mm-hmm. uh, definitely, definitely has improved my self-care uh, like methodology. Definitely. Um, so a few things that I picked on was look for the small wins. Uh, make sure you are um, doing something that you like. Uh, it could be a, a food that you love, you know, uh, making yourself feel better by um, eating that talking to people uh, mm-hmm. who are dealing with something similar, um, you know, understanding uh, that you're not the only person dealing with this mm-hmm. and um, uh, getting that sense of compassion from others and, you know, showing that uh, for yourself as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask was like, you know, what are some, some things um, that you've seen in terms of pitfalls, right? Um, in terms of, uh, in the mental health uh, sort of space, what are some uh, some things that you have seen that people engage in 
um that uh, you know can sort of be destructive almost at times as well so yeah yeah i've i've seen people do it and i've done it myself to be honest mm-hmm. uh i've i've tried to do everything at once mm-hmm. you know i've tried to kind of uh do dancing i've tried to uh like make time to like talk to people um i have tried to squeeze every little thing that i can do mm-hmm. and try to do all like in one day and mm-hmm. that that becomes more stressful honestly mm-hmm. uh you can you can really like you know uh you can really go above and above and beyond in your self care but one step at a time like small steps in daily life like one day if i do like one act that's kind to myself Mm-hmm. that would make like a lot of difference and like incrementally improve like, my mental health mm-hmm. um if like like for example like uh, something comes to mind like i was i was in the middle of like a very stressful work time at work and mm-hmm. i like booked uh like a therapy session and then i had um like maybe like i i planned to do exercise i planned to go on walks and stuff like that so mm-hmm. when i was not a- able to achieve those goals of mm-hmm. like self care mm-hmm. i i was more like i i became stressed i was like oh i did not go to like i did not go for my walk or oh, mm-hmm. i did not cook i had to order take out mm-hmm. so that's not good for my like both mental and physical health so mm-hmm. i mean that that really troubled me and gave me more anxiety so like one thing at a time mm-hmm. is really really what i i think that people forget to do and i forget to do uh mm-hmm. in care of mental health so that, that's very important so right. yeah that that's the main kind of thing that i see okay uh, yeah i mean like i i see that too like you know you over schedule yourself or you you know a plan you put too many things on your calendar um feeling that you know having that uh, empty space um would uh, make you sort of anxious or like you know you don't know what to do with that time mm-hmm. and you don't want to waste that sense of time um you know w- one thing that you do is uh, add uh, or over subscribe and you know later stress on if you couldn't deliver or you end up under delivering um from you know that standpoint as well um mm-hmm. you know uh, f- from a mental health standpoint i think one thing that often people talk about is who you are mm-hmm. and you know uh, that stems from the conversation of identity right Uh, so uh, can you talk a little bit about like what does identity mean to you and like how do you sort of identify or how do you learn to identify as well so yeah absolutely i think that's a very important aspect in my life sanjay i mean I, as an immigrant i always had that a uh, sort of sense of imposter syndrome especially mm-hmm. when i was i came to my grad school Mm-hmm. and i came uh, into the american corporate uh, environment mm-hmm. i was very very scared of my voice not being heard mm-hmm. and um, basically uh, i was i was scared of that i would i would be overlooked at hey this this is this some um, another person who is trying to you know take our jobs person mm-hmm. so uh it, it's very important for me uh when everyone's voice is being heard on the table 
mm-hmm. be it like in my in my job or be it uh, within like a small group or mm-hmm. anywhere right mm-hmm. uh in social media wherever and uh like i i really believe that everyone should have like a strong sense of belonging to the community mm-hmm. and uh like it can only happen when we kind of make space for a lot of like different thoughts and perspectives in the community it's mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely not something i see in day to day and that i think this aspect mm-hmm. uh like this is something i th- i think about a lot lot in my work because i've i i see that people like, you know you know they talk over each other they mm-hmm. try to kind of um uh, overstate themselves in a group and try mm-hmm. to be the smartest person in the room right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i mean you never know like you know there are 10 people in the room that gives you an advantage of 10 different brains right and 10 mm-hmm. different emotional uh like 10 different emotions 10 different thoughts mm-hmm. so like i don't i don't i see them as uh like equal partners and not that oh i have to kind of go over that person and kind of uh assert what i want to say hey, i really believe that uh like you know uh this stays uh like the diverse thoughts and perspective will go a long way mm-hmm. and even as a kid um like i always always held like you know volunteering and representing people in very high regard mm-hmm. i i i when i before i joined microsoft i kind of uh volunteered to be a program manager at a a at a nonprofit mm-hmm. uh just to like represent uh like you know have the sense of representation uh for people in that nonprofit and i was a uh, head girl in my school so i wanted every student's voice to be heard by teachers like that's the gap i wanted to fill mm-hmm. so yeah this is this is something that gives me energy mm-hmm. and uh like kind of pushes me to do good mm-hmm. and to kind of in my work every day definitely um you know i i have a personal experience of volunteering and uh, you know there is a definite impact of volunteering and giving back in terms of your own mental health as well mm-hmm. uh, just that perspective of um showcasing that um you are doing something for another individual without the expectation that mm-hmm. you know uh, you are going to get something back um in itself is is such a great um initiative that's a, a, such a great you know uh, place uh for you to sort of think about um in terms of giving back in terms of um you know uh showcasing uh some of the voices or highlighting some of the voices like you mentioned which aren't being heard from today or which aren't being noticed today um and for various reasons right so mm-hmm. you know and uh having that aspect of um you know gratitude and having that aspect of understanding that you know that you are in a place of privilege where you 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 take certain things for granted and at the same time uh use that privilege to help other people as well um uh, gives uh, people that sense of uh, perspective um that you know you are more connected in the community as well um uh, so uh, you know i i think one thing that i haven't sort of spoken about or like 
engaged in is like the dance form itself mm-hmm. can, can, can you talk a little bit about like how the dance form and you know mental health sort of you know go together and like what does dance mean to you and like what sort of attracted you to you know train to be a kathak dancer well? <laughs> that's a that's a great question uh, i think uh, even when i was a kid you know we as a in in when i was a kid we had those cassettes back in india i think uh, gen, gen z won't even uh, know what those are right now right right so we had a cassette record and we had cassettes and we had some cassettes of a few uh, bollywood uh, uh, movie songs so mm-hmm. i as a, even as a kid i always always used to like pop in the cassette and the cassette recorder and kind of dance to those songs as a kid mm-hmm. and i think my parents saw that and mm-hmm. like they were like yeah this kid is very interested in dancing and like uh, like a lot of parents who see their kid interested in something they put it, put them in their class you mm-hmm. know like okay go learn this more formally right. uh, even, though, even i don't know if you like it or not but just mm-hmm. just go learn this more formally mm-hmm. so they put me in, in kathak uh, dancing classes but i'm mm-hmm. glad they did uh, because uh, this that was something uh, i really, really really used to look forward to after school Mm-hmm. so that like you know when i was growing up uh, and kind of preparing for these compet so india has this uh, engineering entrance examinations which are very mm-hmm. competitive so mm-hmm. i was preparing for those examinations and all my hobbies just like you know i had to drop everything so mm-hmm. i think it started then when i kind of started to lose touch with those hobbies um mm-hmm. and focus more on my academic and professional career Uh, mm-hmm. so after like a like a, that that that's never ending right so like after you go into college you for four years into undergrad then i uh, went went for masters came for job like time time flies by and mm-hmm. uh, yeah you you start to lose touch with your childhood and mm-hmm. eventually uh, eventually one one day you realize you've grown up and you have to wake up every day for uh, mm-hmm. responsibilities right <laughs> so mm-hmm. in between like dance means like basically i'm reaching out to my childhood self again and i'm basic i'm trying to kind of re- rejuvenate my uh, childhood mind and mm-hmm. how carefree i was that 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 akanksha that was there after school full of full of happiness full of hope that you know i'll learn a new dance move today or i'll learn uh, dancing on a new song today mm-hmm. that that disappeared like like after work i was i was mostly especially during covid when i was working from home there was mm-hmm. nothing to look forward to right it was just mm-hmm. work and maybe you watch tv or you cook and it was very mm-hmm. monotonous for me so like mm-hmm. i i reached out to dance again and i kind of have been doing that for for since since the pandemic and mm-hmm. it has really really helped me uh look forward to something that i enjoy every day mm-hmm. so dance dance means dance for me it means that um uh, some part of my childhood is alive and mm-hmm. i've not lost that hope and happiness and carefreeness at mm-hmm. the definitely um yeah thank you for uh, sharing and highlighting that i think um, you know two two things sort of come to mind when you said that like um you know maintaining that sense of routine uh, or having that one part of yourself which kind of reminds you of your um uh, of your old self 
um is is uh important um and um having something to look forward to right and i think this is something uh that over time i think you lose that sense of um uh feeling that sense of excitement or feeling that sense of joy towards something where you know you don't have to put in uh, all your effort or all your energy into right and just practicing something or doing something gives you that sense of energy and it rejuvenates you right okay. so um so 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 just understanding you know what those things are um at times i feel like is is a challenge and you know um sort of uh, putting some more uh, energy into yourself and sort of understanding what that means um is really insightful and and for me personally when i did that it uh, it just came back to nature and i i do a lot of hiking i do a lot of backpacking because for me uh, being in nature uh, gives me that sense of uh, connectedness that sense of perspective and that sense of silence which uh, you rarely get to see uh, you know outside in, in in the environment today um and uh, you know uh, noticing that time and uh, being more in the present um you know definitely helps me put myself in a better headspace um you know um, being an immigrant I, and you know uh, mental health is something that people don't usually talk about right mm-hmm. and you know um you know can, can you talk a little bit about the stigma and like how we can sort of um educate more people and like how 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 do you foresee like you know having more conversations that can sort of help people understand that you know just because you're talking about mental health doesn't mean that you know uh, there's something wrong so yeah just wanted to get your perspective on that yeah yeah i think being in uh, like being from india mm-hmm. and coming from a rather uh, like middle class slightly conservative family background mm-hmm. um uh, mental health was not not something people like my parents talked about or people around me talked about ever i mean uh i did not i did not have awareness of how to take like there there are ways to take care of your mental health and mm-hmm. there are there are ways to identify like you know like that, that this is that something is a problem or like anxiety is a problem mm-hmm. and it should be it should be treated like any other like physical disease like having a like having a cold or cough right mm-hmm. so it was not definitely talked about as something of like a medical condition or even as a like even as a condition it was like oh you're feeling stressed or oh, maybe mm-hmm. just just go run or do something and you know, drink drink more water <laughs> is mm-hmm. the answer that i used to get from a mm-hmm. lot of times in in back in india mm-hmm. but i think uh, definitely as an immigrant uh, in the us uh, it's something that still not a lot of people talk about in my circles Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in the circles where all immigrants are present it's it's still sort of like people are starting to open up mm-hmm. but it's it's really a matter of kind of having that comfort level with everyone mm-hmm. so they don't open up with in any circle right it's just people they trust and mm-hmm. it's not talked about like any other uh, condition that someone might have or any other thing in their body in their mm-hmm. cell that they need to take care of Mm-hmm. so that stigma is real definitely mm-hmm. like people are still ready to talk about 
maybe going to a therapist or maybe uh, like maybe like taking care of your mental health in general maybe something affect affecting their mental health mm-hmm. so i think that that stigma like even even my work right there mm-hmm. are a lot of people who are immigrants in my team and mm-hmm. i actually my manager when i when i brought up this point that microsoft provides like resources for you to go and see a therapist my mm-hmm. manager thanked me saying that mm-hmm. you know people don't talk about this even at work so mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very it's very like i don't know it's very hidden behind like curtains and like talking about mental health is not something that people bring up mm-hmm. and i think the best thing that i have done to kind of start dissolving that stigma mm-hmm. is openly being being open with people and you know like you never know how many other people are struggling with and how many people are supportive around you if if you don't start talking Mm-hmm. like i i got to know some other friend of mine was also taking therapy when i talked to her and it was like oh yeah i'm also taking therapy because x of xyz reasons and i i faced this mm-hmm. uh, so it 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 was so resounding and it was so freeing of being able to talk to talk to this with someone especially mm-hmm. a close and dear friend mm-hmm. so this is something i would really uh, kind of say to break the stigma uh start with people uh, kind of who you are close with and mm-hmm. start talking to them uh, like i do, i know people might not be uh, very comfortable especially mm-hmm. com- like immigrants who are not from like who have other uh, who have other kind of stressors in their life mm-hmm. and it's something that they think is not really important and mm-hmm. not really something that they should really talk about like mm-hmm. if i if i go if i go with my friends who are immigrants they are talking about like visa situations and talking about their jobs mostly they are mm-hmm. concerned with that but like these things like like especially like taking care of mental health are overlooked and they should uh, maybe kind of be more open with people they're close with so mm-hmm. start conversations with those people like you know close close friends close family mm-hmm. and as maybe try to educate them if if they don't know and maybe try to share experiences mm-hmm. so i think that will start to dissolve it a little bit but definitely we have leaps and bounds to go mm-hmm. before we can improve this within our immigrant community definitely um you know i think one thing that you brought up i i specifically wanted to highlight uh, because you know um being part of a team uh and you know not knowing um how to sort of start these conversations um you know it is a big challenge for people um and, and i feel like you know you, you mentioned a great thing wherein like you can have one on one conversations with your manager and see like you know how they want to uh, approach the situation or broach the situation and then uh, you know take a call from there because you know like you mentioned immigrants were you know worried about their visas who are worried about their jobs right uh, they don't want to sort of jeopardize uh, these situations by sort of talking about certain things which they don't know might uh, negatively impact them as well so um j- just wanted to highlight and thank you for you know sh- sh- sharing that and advocating uh, for the people as well so you know one thing i just wanted to touch upon like you you mentioned families right mm-hmm. families are you know even harder to sort of approach and talk about like you know their own sort of mental health and there is a lot of 
stigma there's a lot of ignorance there's a lot of struggle in terms of people right. connecting and you know how do you sort of maintain that balance right on what to share and what not to share and like you know uh, can you talk a little bit from from that perspective as well yeah yeah i mean it's definitely um been a challenge definitely for parents in india it's very hard to comprehend uh, like honestly uh i don't think a lot of my family is aware that therapy is a thing mm-hmm. and it can definitely heal uh, some aspects of your mental health um i mean sh- i have gained practice over the years right <laughs> that mm-hmm. i have known my family of how to share uh, some stuff with them so mm-hmm. especially when i'm like very far away, like like right now i'm like uh, hours and hours away from them miles and miles away from them Mm-hmm. I honestly do not really open up to them because if I open up to them about these scenarios they'll be more stressed and mm-hmm. they'll feel like I'm living very far away from them they can't do anything they're mm-hmm. incapable of helping me and they'll just they 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 will be stressed because of it so mm-hmm. sharing with families is very tricky especially if you're living away from them mm-hmm. uh, I do share sometimes if something is bothering me uh, or someone is some or something or someone is bothering me but i don't go especially in very deep details just because of this reason that mm-hmm. they, they will be bothered mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's is something that definitely i have to get better at or maybe i should have done when i was a kid like mm-hmm. you know prepared them for this stuff uh, mm-hmm. when i was moving to the us mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a huge challenge it's it's a very big challenge like one of the things that i can i can the examples on recent incidents uh my company uh that was delivering like a laptop to me like a new laptop mm-hmm. and uh, it got stolen out of like on my curb like there was a little bit of my curb and it got stolen mm-hmm. and i told that to my parents and my parents were immediately like oh oh my god are you okay like what will you do now mm-hmm. it's not a deal it's okay I, they just order another so like they kept checking on me until you know mm-hmm. the, the new laptop was delivered and i had a new laptop so even stuff like that they stressed about so mm-hmm. I, like, i can't share my like kind of anxiety or whatever with them they right. will they will not take that very well so mm-hmm. yeah i i i wish and i hope that uh other like i don't know other people able to do that but i'm not i'm definitely not in that uh, position right now definitely yeah and you know thank you for highlighting that right i mean like you know this has been my struggle um all along you know not being able to sort of talk about it not being able to share and you're exactly right like you know little things sort of make them worry and you know there isn't much they can do and you know they're sitting so far away so um you know uh, sometimes people say hey you know what it's okay they are your parents they should worry about it and i'm like i understand that but you know i'm also trying to understand you know what is it my responsibility as uh, you know uh, a son uh, you know a to to the parent as well so uh, there are certain things you selectively share and there are certain things you don't talk about because you know uh, sometimes uh, you know you don't want to sort of spend all your energy sort of uh, once you tell them and then you are dealing with their anxiety on top of your own anxiety and you know it sort of um, uh overwhelms you even more so um yeah uh, thank you for uh, sharing you know your own sort of insight so um one thing that i'm trying to do to be more inclusive is to ask people 
you know what is your one thing that you do um when you're feeling anxious nervous it could be something that you say to yourself in your own local language preferably in your local language um it could be one thing that you sort of do as a practice when you feel that sense of overwhelm as well so people can you know take that away and you know try that for themselves as well so yeah yeah the local language thing is great uh, sanjay i think that's that's amazing that you're asking people that and i just like in my like i used to speak hindi uh, when i was a kid uh, back in india i hindi is still something i talk to my close friends with every day so in hindi i just say like i don't know if you have watched uh, it's not exactly hindi i don't know if you have watched uh, three idiots uh, yeah three idiots yeah yeah, yeah. like all is well is, is all is, is well it, all is well. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a thing that you can kind of say to yourself. I, I I say sometimes when I'm nervous, I have a very big presentation coming up, or I don't feel good. Yeah, it's it's take deep. So I try to take deep breaths and say all is well. But what I try to do if I'm not feeling great is like like kind of shut down everything. Shut down everything that's giving like shut down my work. Shut down screen time. and do something outside uh, like the screen right we, as as professionals as uh, cs professionals we have glued to our screens phones mm-hmm. laptops tvs but mm-hmm. like you know like dancing or taking a walk or mm-hmm. kind of going to the gym mm-hmm. is are something that i try to do to mm-hmm. uh, get away from that so that's something i try to do on a day to day basis yeah uh thank you for highlighting that and yeah i mean like sometimes um, i just like to you know shut up with them down and then just like you know uh, move right i mean just that aspect of motion sort of changes uh, your i don't know your stuck patterns or your cycles that uh, that is there in your head um yeah the the conversation has been great and if you wanted people to take a few things away from this conversation what what would they be so definitely i think people don't uh view self care as something that they have to practice every day they mm-hmm. just book one day for it or sunday and this just called self care and self uh, some 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 day, some kind of care day right so mm-hmm. every day do something that makes you happy that's the that's the one thing that mm-hmm. i will uh, uh urge people to take away from this uh mm-hmm. it can be anything small or anything grand doesn't matter but one day uh one one thing a day is a great way to start definitely yeah i mean uh, i i keep telling people that like you know uh, you, you plan so many things to do for work you plan so many things that you do for others you plan so many things that you know you do for you know maintaining that sense of like showcasing or highlighting yourself on social media you know mm-hmm. just do the same thing for yourself just plan one thing for yourself every day and you know make yourself feel that special right so um yeah th- uh, thank you again for your time akanksha it's it's just been great and uh, i hope you know more people get inspired by what you've shared uh, they learn something and you know they sort of uh im- imbibe some of the things that we've talked about and maybe they can feel better hearing our conversation as well so absolutely thank you for having me here sanjay All I right, really yeah. enjoyed the conversation. See ya. Yeah. Bye. Bye.